1: And welcome to a following-on special podcast from Talk Sport. What should have been day five of the third Test ended up being far more relaxing, with the England players and the Talk Sport team enjoying a day off in the Saint Lucia sun. Who slips in a gully? Stokes in again. bowls and it's gone straight up in the air. Stokes takes the catch. Kimo ball has gone. Gordon bowled. And England have won the third Test match. Here in St. Lucia by 232 runs. That winning moment can't take away from the fact it is the West Indies who most triumphant. So taking the Wisdom Trophy 2 1 in historic fashion. The West Indies will need just 14 runs to take an unassailable 2 0 lead. Here's Jimmy Anderson. New over, short and pulled away by Campbell for the winning runs. He punches the air in celebration. The West Indies have. Beaten England by 10 wickets. So that leaves us with today's show and a chance to listen back to a fascinating interview that took place during the St. Lucia Test between Mark Nicholas and the legendary West Indian spinner Lance Gibbs. Enjoy, and if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of the Caribbean. You're listening to Following On.
0: My guest at lunchtime today is Lance Gibbs, the great off-spinner, 309 test match wickets uh, out of Guyana, of course, but also played first-class cricket for South Australia for a season and quite a few years for Warwickshire in the county championship, a very strong West Indies side, came into the West Indies side in what, the late 1950s, Lance 1958, I think you made your debut, did you?
2: Yes, I did, against Pakistan and the West Indies.
0: And who were the, did you come, you obviously came off the back of Ramadan and Valentine, the great spinners, did you know them well?
2: Yes, I toured Australia in 6061 and uh, I remember Frank Whirl saying that I'm going to be a success story of the, of the tour and with Ramon and Val there, you know, you wondered why he had said something of that nature.
0: Well, the answer is they were coming to the end and you were right at the beginning and you had young yeah. fingers.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 strong fingers. <laughs>
0: People talked a lot about your action, how you came over the top and your fingers were wrapped around the ball and, and you really gave it a, a proper
2: rip as a youngster, I was told that your, your right arm must touch your right ear. And that would prevent you from. It, it, it would help you to get bunks if you come right from the top. Most of the spin bowlers nowadays have they've, they've gone that way, where the arm has dropped and, they, you know, it's debatable whether they're throwing or
0: not. How did you get the ball to go the other way? Um, did you, did you bowl the old-fashioned arm ball, or did you bowl a, an overspinner? How did you make it beat the outside edge?
2: I remember seeing Ian Johnson bowl at Bordeaux in the early on. I think it was the first Australian tour. And he bowled at an end where the breeze would take the ball out, and then when it dropped onto the soil, it would turn back in so it was a, like a two-way family favorite you know and you, you you try to emulate and follow individuals of that nature uh for example you know there, there are times when you i wouldn't go around the wicket to bowl because having spoken with ken mckay he could bowl an inner and an outer from the same spot while some fellas had to go wide to bowl the, the inner and very close to the stump to bowl the outer. So it's a learning process. You learn particularly quickly about it and, and talk with individuals. You know, I used to suffer for, for example with a bad spinning finger. And I had a chat with uh, Richie Beno. And he told me that he used an Indian an Aboriginal Indian remedy where they would use uh, boracic powder and caustic. Yes, to, to, you know, to harden the skin. Yes, but harden the skin. And, you know, I would do that all night and I'd be ready to bowl the next mm-hmm. day. Okay.
0: You, you played with some amazing um, cricketers. I mean, uh, you know, you, for, for, let's start with Wes Hall and Charlie Griffith, two of the biggest characters that the game's ever seen. And Wes, was a master of his art and, 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 uh, and, and a very
2: colourful cricketer, too. Yeah, well, I saw, for example, Jason Holder has been suspended for his over rate. Uh-huh. Uh, Wes and Charlie would bowl three overs each, six, six overs in an hour, and myself and Gary would make it up. Whilst Wes Hall was walking down to Square leg the field for me, when he turned around, my over would have been over. <laughs> It's and a he would turn, point, to... isn't
0: it? You, you didn't play four fast bowlers then?
2: No, no. Uh, it was four of us, two quickies and, and the two... Well, Gary bowled all, the crucial sorts, as you remember. Yeah.
0: Mm. And Gary was clearly a, a, a remarkable cricketer, but when he first emerged, you would have seen him right at the beginning. Did you think, boy, we've got an absolute wonder kid here, or did it take a bit of time for it to dawn on everybody?
2: I think it, it took time... Uh, his batting, you know, he would take chances and it didn't mature as quickly as his bowling did. He was selected for us as a bowler, a left-arm spinner. Yeah, I know people forget that. and They
0: didn't know that he bowled Chinaman, fielded it at legs right. like a god, batted like yeah. a genius and bowled quick left-arm swing. That's, right, that's <laughs> all, right. All in the same cricketer. Do you rate uh, Gary
2: the best batsman you've seen? Certainly. Uh, if we're talking about styles and cricket reaching to a certain standard where you sort of imitate individuals. I would rate Lawrence Rose innings against England when he made 300 odd runs. There were people, they didn't want to see anything else but Lawrence Rose. And, you know, this is lacking in West Indies cricket where uh, innings of that nature and the type of individual that produced it it's not one of our coaches. Cr- cricket needs grace and elegance and things of that nature. Uh, you, you've got a 20 over games where you would put down how many sixes have been hit. It's a slug. I am I, accustomed to, you know, seeing grace in, and in elegance. timing. touch and timing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Lawrence yeah. Rowe,
0: of course, was perhaps first a prince amongst batsman from the point of view of, of touch and mm. timing. Carl
2: Hooper was not far away in
0: either. Beautiful player. Yeah, Another guy. Yeah, He's like yourself. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. beautiful player. And and that aspect of cricket is definitely threatened by this Yeah, has gone. It's these gone. huge heavy bats and the, and the very different style mm-hmm. of cricket. Having said that, um, uh, th- th- there's no doubt that this West Indies side has got a lot going for it. And, and I just want to touch on something quite important. I know that you were a student and fan and friend of of Frank Worrell, the great builder of West Indies cricket, sort of after he became captain. Um, and, and Frank's influence on you was enormous. It seems to me that there's something of Jason Holder uh, there that, that, that is doing something very special, uniting the players from the different islands and giving them the right leadership, given what a difficult time West Indies cricket has had.
2: Well, that, that's got to do with the makeup of the board. You see, uh, I don't think there are any cricketers involved on the administrative level of cricket in the western days. And you know, you, you get these changing times where fellas would go for, because you're a Barbadian, you go for Barbados and neglecting. I remember, for example, Barbados used to have nine men in the, in the team tour England. There were four Guyanese, two Trinidadians, one, two. Jamaicans, one Trinidadian, Joey Kuru, you know, but uh, things have changed in West Indies, most of the young cricketers, the knowledgeable cricketers are not involved in the administration and that is going to take time to
0: yeah, so, so Jason Holder's been very much on his own and he's led yeah, well, yeah. hasn't he? I mean, you yeah. must be encouraged by what you've seen in the last few weeks.
2: I mean, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's got to be rated as a, as, a, as a great, not a great, but a good all-rounder. I mean, he's captain. He's taken the most, made the most runs. He's got the most wickets. He's taken catches. You know, that's a leader. And that was similar to Sobers and Worrell and, and, and some of yeah. our fellas where are you talk to them over and over and try to lift your game.
0: Tell us a little bit about county cricket in England. You went over in the late 60s to play in a very strong Warwickshire side. I think a lot of West Indians with Rowan Kanha and Derek Murray and in the end Alvin Cuttch around yourself playing there. Then Englishmen like John Jameson, Mike Smith, AC Smith and company. I mean it was a heck of a team wasn't it? Do you have fun
2: over there? Yeah, yeah. They are Very good friends of mine, you know, all that you've called there are individuals that are particularly good and that is what binds a team together more than anything else. Your friendship that you built up over the time has been great and uh, I've really enjoyed myself with Warwickshire. I was there for the last test match against the West Indies.
0: That's great. That ground's changed a bit, hasn't it, with that huge new stand at Edgbaston. Oh, now. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but
2: they're, they're knowledgeable and, and yeah, great individuals, people. you know. Then the same is David he was, Brown. he, he you was see? my driver. Oh, was he? Great yeah. guy, don't you say? Great guy.
0: And, and, and um, uh, you played against Ted Dexter and Colin Cowdery, two great English batsmen, famously at Lord's in '63, Dexter's innings and Cowdery's broken arm. Were they two of the best you saw?
2: My, my first game for Guyana was in 54. 1954. I was a, a youngster of 19 thereabout. And Dennis Compton, Cowdrey, no Caldry, uh Dennis. Dennis Compton, Peter May maybe? No, 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 no. Len Hutton. Len, yeah. Got out in the first over. From a friend of mine from the DCC, one of my teammates by the name of Hector. And uh, after that, Dennis Compton came out, and he could have hardly marked his his uh, his mark, take yeah, his, his mark, yeah, yeah. because yeah. The, the 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 wicket was that hard. I tossed it up, and he went for an extra cover drive, and I got him bowled down. Yeah. and that was my first. First-class wicket.
0: That's be the coolest first-class wicket that, that, that yeah. there's ever been.
2: So you know, people started thinking about that. This boy's got places to go. Yeah. And
0: you did have. It's been good to talk to you. you live in Miami now, um, but it's good to see you back in the Caribbean. We've run out of time, annoyingly, but Aww. I know we're barely warmed up here. We're just just getting going. But the amazing, 309 Test wickets. As I said, the first spinner to pass the 300. Mark and, and and a great career so long ago. You played so I can't. And he looks fresh as a daisy. I think everybody in the competition. to, to like, play again. He's ready to go. The great Lance Gibbs, our guest. Thank you very much for having Unstar. me. It's a pleasure to see. You. Thanks for coming in. All the best, Nick. Okay, take care.
1: This has been a following on special. We'll have another special show for you tomorrow as Jared Kimber looks back at three of the most famous deliveries ever bowled by Steve Harmison. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts. Or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.